So a few weeks ago, I uh, was studying the life and the ideas of Henry Singleton, and I discovered Henry Singleton because of the writings and teachings of Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. They said that if you took, Warren has this quote where he says, if you take the, the top 100 results of any MBA student in the world and added them all together, they still wouldn't stack up to the achievements of Henry Singleton. Charlie Munger says that uh, Singleton's um, record was his number, the numbers he put up were utterly ridiculous, I think is the, the quote. Um, but anyways, the reason I bring that up is because on the preview episode to Founders, where I talk about Henry Singleton, I said something where I said, um, I, once I discovered and started learning about Singleton and his ideas, I lost my shit, which means I essentially was so excited um, and you just, you ever have this feeling where like when you, when you come across somebody and you hear the way they think or the ideas or the way they run their life and you automatically like you're, you click right away, you're attracted to what they're saying, what they're saying resonates with you immediately. Well, that was the experience I had with Henry Singleton. And it's the experience I have every time I hear Toby, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I apologize in advance. Luke maybe Luke Toby from Shopify, the founder of Shopify, has some of the most unique ideas about company building, and I just love the way his mind works. And so let me just jump in. I, I, I listened to this podcast yesterday, and I immediately had to make this episode because I just love the way this person thinks. So first, first, our, uh, first it starts off saying, hey, uh, he's asked, you know, how was it, like, the day you became a billionaire? How's that? Like, how do you feel now that you're a billionaire? And he says, on the day I became a billionaire, the clouds did not part. The trumpets did not play. Nothing is different. I never set out to be rich. I have very cheap hobbies. As long as I have a gaming PC and a good laptop to do my work, uh, to do my work on, that's all I need. Um, he was asked, "What do you think?" And this is—he's very humble too for for a billionaire founder CEO, which is which is rare. So, and you'll see this here. He says, "What is the difference? What is different about the way you think that allows you to build world-class product?" And he says, "I don't know if I do anything terribly different from what most people do." I follow my interests fairly wide. I find businesses super interesting. I find finance interesting. I just have questions about the world and I like exploring those questions. And we're gonna see how he thinks of uh, the creation and the building of Shopify as just looking, searching for an answer to a question, which is again, like really, really smart in my opinion. Um, he says, in the case of, oh, so I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna get to that point right now, I guess. So he talks. Or he continues, rather. In the case of Shopify, it required building a company. Initially, I built a snowboard store and wondered why it was so damn hard to build an internet company. Didn't we invent the internet so everybody could do their own thing on it? Um, and then he says something that I personally agree with and I love because you never hear people talk about it like this. Um, it says, he says, building a business is one of the most pure forms of self-expression. So if you've been listening to the last few episodes of Founders, if you've upgraded to Misfit Feed yet, um, you'll see that Warren Buffett, he, he, I think I covered this maybe last week or the week before. I think it was last week on his biography, The Snowball. And he talks about the create. He felt the analogy he uses when how he builds Berkshire Hathaway was uh, how Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel. And he talks about like, I'm just, I'm on my back. I'm, I'm doing this painting and I'm going to be working on this painting. It's never going to be finished. I'm going to be doing it for my whole life. He, he says, I love when people say, oh, that's a great painting you have here. But the minute they start to say, oh, instead of using blue, you should use red, he says, back off. This is my painting. So what Warren is saying is like, it's, a, it's an expression of who he is. Like he built a business that like, it's almost like, I don't know how to, I'm, the words are escaping right now. I'm so excited. I got to calm down. It's almost like, um, 
it's almost like it is, it's not almost like it is like Warren is expressing himself and the things that are important to him in the way he built his company. And Toby is doing the same thing. Um, and I love that that idea. And I don't think and that's why it's also important if you think about it like that, like why you shouldn't really just copy. You should be learning from other people. I love this quote from um, Peter Thiel. He's like, listen, um, if you're if you study Mark Zuckerberg and then you try to make a new social network like you're not learning from him. Like copying is not the same thing as learning. Mimicking is not thinking. And so if you think about a, building a business or whatever it is that you're doing, the work that you're doing as a form of self-expression, like you should imbibe your work with your personality because that makes it unique and it adds more value to it. And you'll probably also enjoy it more. You know, uh, it's very hard to accomplish something great in a short amount of time. Right. Uh, in the case of Toby, uh, in the case of Toby and Shopify, he's been building t- Shopify think over a decade by now, I think well over a decade, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, in Warren Buffett's case, you know, 60 something years or 50, 60 years he's been working on this. And it's impossible to do something over a long period of time if you don't like what you're doing, if it's like miserable to you. And one way to improve anything that you're working on is like make it more, like make it more of a reflection of who you are. Um, okay, so he says for the, oh, so here, here's the, how long he's been working on it. He says for the past 15 years, I've been completely obsessed with how to build software that makes it easier for people who aren't technical to start internet companies. It has been all consuming. This is, I'm going to say this a lot today, but this is another thought I love. He says, Shopify is a collaborative inquiry into the question. What would the world look like if entrepreneurship would be easy and common? My hypothesis is that it would be a cooler version of the world that exists now. 100% I agree with that. He says, I really believe in the self-expression of starting a business. It is very pure and it is very important. Um, this is a really great idea when you're thinking about like what sometimes you, you're, you might be building a product or service and you kind of you haven't you, you, you stray from your original idea, which is what is um, like the momentum carries you and it might carry you away from the actual question. Like, what am I doing this for? What problem am I solving? Like, why? Like, what is my why? And so Toby has a great way to kind of check yourself here. So he asks himself this question on a daily basis. What sucks about starting an online business? The answer to that is the next thing we should be working on. If you are not working on that, you, are, you probably didn't get the prioritization right. I love that idea. Uh, There's another great idea. Jesus, I'm going to say this a lot. By default, most people think things happen linearly. The world doesn't work at all like that. The world works in systems. The good news is we know this in engineering, but most of the world doesn't know this in co- company building yet. So I'm going to leave links to two other notes I've taken uh, from Toby um, in the bottom of this email, or the, or, um, in the bottom of like the show notes. I don't know if it shows up in there or not, but it's in the email. Anyways, there's two things I think are happening here. One, he talks about the that um, most people think that things happen linearly. You know, like I'm making X amount this year and next year it'll be X times 2% and then maybe 5% after that, so on and so forth. There's two things that Toby said in the past that I think influences what he's talking about here. And one is he re- highly recommends uh, the, the books of Nassim Taleb, which again is essentially like a, an ongoing uh, discussion on like how do you survive in a world that's too complex for you to understand, Wor- a world that is dominated by nonlinear events, which is weird because our brains function in a linear manner, right? How we experience time, how we think about growth, anything. But the world doesn't reflect that at all. Um, and then the second thing is, 
what would, I just lost my train of thought. By default, most people think things happen linearly. The world doesn't work like that at all. Okay, I covered that. The world works in systems. The, oh, the good news is we know this is an engineering, but most of the world doesn't know this about company building. Another, I was reading the notes earlier. He talks about falling in love with this book. I think it's um, High Output Management by Andy Gross, but I'll, I'll link to it in case I'm wrong. Um, he talks about that, that, um, that book spoke to him because it talks about company building as an engineering exercise. And that is, I think, Toby's natural, like, natural default. Like, he thinks like an engineer. Okay, um, so I'll leave those in, in, the, in the show notes, and if you um, are interested, I'd read them. Okay, so it says, oh, here we go. What is a business? This is such an interesting question. We talk about this like Apple did this or Google did this. There's no such thing. There is no monolithic Google. Google doesn't make decisions. There are 150,000 people at Google. So when Toby said this, my mind immediately went to this interview for, uh, with Steve Jobs from 1985. Um, I, I'll, I link to it in the email when asked, he was asked how Apple planned to sell to businesses instead of consumers. And he said something just, again, what I love about Steve Jobs more than anything is like, he's got the most clear thinking out of any entrepreneur I've ever come across in my life. And I, I, I wish I could get to like one tenth of the ability to think as clearly as he does. And he says, simple, our approach is to think of them not as businesses, but as collections of people. And I love that because that's exactly what they are. The, the business is just an abstraction we put on top, like that layer that we put on top of this big grouping of people. And that's why you see this ridiculous, like the ridiculous way business people talk to each other, or if you ever read business content, like nobody talks like that. And if you, you, it'd be better off, and kind of reason why I, I make my podcast the way I do, where it's just like, I don't want to, like, I'm not putting on a show. I'm just having a conversation. And I don't, I'm going to talk like I normally talk in life because that's just the way I talk. I don't want to feel like I have to perform when the microphone is on. Um, and I think what, Steve is saying there and what Toby will elaborate on in a minute is very important. It's like you're losing sight of the fact that like there's a very human thing about businesses and don't get caught up on like this whole idea. It's like, oh, like what he just said, like there, there, and if you have a company with 150,000 people like Google, there's going to be a lot of great people. There's going to be some bad people. And when those bad people do bad things and when those good people do good things, like it's not, oh, Google did this. It's like, no, let's talk about the people that did that. That's one of my biggest beefs with, uh, I studied, I spent a lot of time studying the 2007 to 2009 financial crisis. And it's always like, oh, Goldman Sachs did this or AIG did this. I'm like, no, no, let's, let's name the people that, that messed up. Like I want to find, like that's where we're going to actually learn and how to avoid it. When like you, you, you let, let's say there's a handful of people doing bad things, it's 5, 10, 50, whatever the number is. When you extrapolate it out to, you know, a company has 100,000 people, like that's not, you're not getting an, I guess my whole point here is like you're not getting an accurate representation of the world. And the world is too complex for us to constantly uh, misrepresent what's going on. And I think that that's a good way to d determine like, uh, like the reasons things happen. But I also think more importantly for our purposes, this is like nobody, every, the one thing we all have in common whether you're trying to sell products to people or whatever, it's like you're a person that built a product and that's a person that, that hopefully buys the product. And so don't put these, like, these divisions, these artificial uh, like, uh, things that humans make in between that very simple idea that I'm just a person and that you're a person. And we probably have a lot of the similar interests. I'm not a Google and you're not, a, a, I hate when companies use the word users or whatever. It's like, no, that's a person, it's not a user. All right. Anyways, I'm rambling because I'm so excited. I'm going to calm down. All right. There's 5,000 people at Shopify. So how does Shopify get better? Another great idea. 
We have to, meaning we have to get better. The Shopify 2012 could not solve the challenges of Shopify 2020. So how does a company get better? It is not just by getting more people. That wouldn't lead to exponential growth. That would lead to linear growth. So the existing people at Shopify have to get better. You have to re-qualify for your job every year. How do you do that? A lot of this is culture and a lot of this is systems. And so one of the ways the system that he has in the culture that is Shopify is this thing called talent acceleration, which I think is genius. So he says, we have a fairly sizable coaching staff in the organization. It is called talent acceleration. This is my point. What is a company? And now he's going to echo Steve Jobs. A company is a collection of people. If you want to become better as a company, you need to help your people have their breakthroughs. So I love that idea of, um, first of all, I, I, I always wonder why people in their individual lives, like we see, like let, let's take the, the idea of sports, for example, right? Um, we see how individual athletes approach getting better, right? They hire coaches. They, um, let, let's use Kobe for, I always study the mind of Kobe Bryant because I think Kobe thinks like an entrepreneur 100%. And I've done multiple notes and podcasts. I even did a podcast on his book, Mama Mentality, because he, it's not a book about basketball. It's a, it's a book about entrepreneurship. It really is. But how does he approach? He's got a strength and conditioning coach. He's got to get stronger. He's got a, uh, excuse me, he's got a strength coach. He's got to get stronger. He's got a conditioning coach, which means his cardio has got to get better. He's got somebody helping uh, with the fuel that he puts in his body, the, the food and everything else. Uh, he's got somebody that he reviews um, game tape with, so like a strategist or whatever you want to talk. He has a masseuse to 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 literally work on the issues in his body that are not like to that are not operating the way in, in which he needs it to operate it goes on and on and on and yet he does that like we an athlete's just doing that because that's his job right but why even if you're not why is that same idea not applied to knowledge workers or whatever you're doing running a business it doesn't matter like why are you not doing that and i think Part of what I hope I'm trying to do with Founders Podcast and, and with these notes is like this is a form of talent acceleration because we're taking, I'm, try, I'm going out and trying to search for the very best ideas that people have spent years. Toby spent 15 years thinking about how to build Shopify. Do you really think that he's not going to have valuable insights from 15 years of doing something? Like that's impossible. And yet, like, if there's so many people that just don't go out and, like, those ideas are out there for everybody to collect. I was watching this documentary on, um, it's called Becoming Warren Buffett. I think it's on HBO. And he said something, his wife said something about Warren that I thought was interesting. He's like, Warren is extremely competitive. And what makes him competitive is he's saying, all I'm doing is reading things that anybody else can read. And, and then taking those ideas and applying them to the investment world, right? And he's like, anybody could do that, but they don't do it. And he, like, gets off on the fact that, like he he makes it a competition. He likes and goes and search searches out for useful information, and then leverages that information into opportunities in the future. Um, so I, I, I whatever the like I guess my main point here is that this idea of of accelerating your talent is extremely important. He's gonna make Toby's gonna make the point in a few minutes here about he does the same thing for uh, I think it's called developer acceleration, and and I guess he'll illustrate the point I'm poorly making right now with why that is such a good investment in your time because the leverage it gives you moving forward. Okay, so he's got this, uh, this, this department called Talent Acceleration, which is essentially a coaching staff for, for employees. Genius idea. Uh, this is the result of Talent Acceleration. It's not just that they, the people in your company, make, make this one choice better, right? It's not a one-off choice, right? He says that person will make every choice they encounter better. 
And then he extrapolates that further. How many billions of choices happen at your company in a calendar year? That's a really good point. So if I can optimize and increase, let's say we get 1% better. And as a collective, I mean, he's got 5,000, 10,000, 5,000 people at Shopify. Like they, there could very well be a billion or billions of choices. Like what is the 1% increase when you have a billion choices a year? Like his point is it's exponential growth. Uh, this is really good feedback. Toby received in the early days of Shopify. Everyone I'm meeting, so he's, uh, I don't, I think it's like a board member. I forgot the guy's name. I didn't write it down. I apologize. But he says, everyone I'm meeting in this company is some version of you, Toby. You really have to figure out how to hire people that are different than you. He says, that was really good feedback. And this goes back to thinking of about building a business or your work. I'm just going to use that, your work as an expression of yourself to imbibe something, something about your personality, whatever makes you unique into it. He says, why would you build a company that's exactly like the other ones? What you should do is build one that is different. I was just rereading my notes on James Dyson's autobiography, and he says difference for the sake of it. That's one of his main messages in the book. Difference for the sake of it, because it has to be better. Uh, why? What you should do is build one that is different, as different as possible. To do this, you need to figure out your own set of things that you think matter. Uh, we have a developer acceleration team. That's what I mentioned earlier. It makes way more sense to invest in developer efficiency because you get massive leverage when compared to giving people inefficient tools and have and then having more people. It makes perfect sense from an investment perspective. Um, I definitely feel the same as what he's going to say here. I would absolutely self-identify as the kind of person who had to start their own company. Therefore, I did. There's a certain percentage of people who are the kind of people who really, really have to start their own companies. I don't think this is as rare as we make it out to be. And so he talks about like, he doesn't think it's rare, but but yet there's data in the world that for some reason, like there's friction that is, that is okay, we have the desire to start a company, right? And then we have a big block of friction in the middle. And then on the other side is we have new company formation at a 40 year low. Like that's a problem. And that's one of the problems that, that Toby's trying to solve. So he says new company formation is trending downwards. The opportunities for new business formation has actually been reduced. The internet is just one big village. There is a Walmart, Walmart in the internet space and it wants to own all retail. I'm talking about Amazon. They want an empire. Shopify exists to arm the rebels. That's, I love the way this guy thinks. We want lots of people to go and compete with Amazon. I think that is really good for the internet. I agree with him. And then finally, when I start to feel comfortable, when I think I got a handle on what Shopify needs from me, that is when I get really suspicious. That means I need to go back and look broader to read some far field books, to try to get some ideas to figure out where my next growth comes from. Ideally, I need to get twice as good by next year to stay in my job to requalify. So that's the end of my notes. I don't even think my notes did justice. So if you have 55 minutes, I think is how long the podcast is, um, I'd watch the whole thing. Again, I'd watch anything with Toby, but it's up to you. I'll talk to you later.